What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Norik. That's cool. And this is another installment of the Sound Flick Podcast. Sound Flick Pod. I, I got my awesome co-stars with me. Um, over to my right, I believe. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> going to go ahead and go next. Yeah, uh, just go ahead. Go Skywalker ahead. Mike here. Uh, yeah, here in the quarantine. Haven't got a haircut. I think it's been like three years already. <laughs> Bruh. Uh, what's good, guys? It's your boy, Young Flacco, Big Chillin'. You know how it is. No, yeah, no man. haircut gang. Um, no haircut I always, gang. I've always measured that my hair is too long when I'm able to pull the sides. That's mm. that's when I know it's not haircut. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. I'm, uh, I haven't had a haircut either. My hair is under underneath this head wrap, and um, yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, but, but it feels like saving. Oh, I'm saving a bunch on my car insurance by switching to Geico. Um, but it, it's it's just so crazy. It feels like it's like March 72nd. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, like people tell me it's May. It's like, damn. like Yeah. April it just came and went. Like, it was Gone. just like, all right, later. later Gone. Yeah, man. We pretty much, uh, it goes from March to fall. It's yeah. going to go from, from March to fall. But uh, we are episode 25 of the Soundflick podcast, and we have a pretty dope episode today. Uh, watching, Yeah, a little bit different, you know, uh, watching a couple classics, I would say. One is extra classic, and, um, and the other is about 10 years old. And um, we are going to be talking about Tron and the Tron series. Yes. Uh, the classic Tron that came out and Tron Legacy as well that came out. Um, and we have to talk about our Netflix party. Um, and then, you know, you're going to get the same old, same old updates from, from your boys, from them sound clip, sound flick boys. No yeah. sound click. Nobody goes on that website anymore. Um, oh nah, bro. We, we got jam cam beats, bro. We don't need that. Don't need that well, no we we're blessed enough to have that, but people That's still, true. you know, you already know. That's true. That's true. Not every not everybody's blessed enough for that. So I feel you. But uh, guys, this was this was like really fun. Um, this is our segment called Original versus Remake. Yeah. And um, and we're gonna start do we're gonna we're gonna be doing a lot more of these uh, just as far as the quarantine is concerned, since we're unable to see movies and new movies in theaters. We thought it'd be pretty cool to uh, start arranging the movies that we talk about in different segments. And this segment is original versus remake. Yeah. Tron, Tron Legacy. Yeah. I really Tron enjoyed watching. Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed watching these, surprisingly, because I usually dislike retro movies because I'm really, <laughs> I think I'm spoiled to the fact that I have like CGI and three dimensions. Yeah. Except on your webcam, but yeah. I'm going to need you to chill. <laughs> Look, 2016 Sincere was on a budget. <laughs> Black Friday came in clutch. My baby's been holding me down. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the movie, honestly, like, I don't remember Tron, like, the, the 2010 version being as exciting. I, get, I think it's because I saw the first one and then the second one. Because yeah. I had never seen the first one at me all. So, like, the second was still kind of, like, it was new to me. I didn't know the storyline. I didn't know why Flynn was in the grid or anything. I was just like, oh, his dad got lost. Then that's why he's in the grid. But yeah, I, I think it would be cool yeah. to talk about, um, like to talk 
about the original first and then we mm-hmm. go into the remake. Oh yeah. Most um, definitely. I never seen the original. I saw the remake when it when it came out in theaters and and that was actually a wonderful movie going experience that I had. Um shout out to IMAX and Daft Punk for providing the soundtrack. It that was That soundtrack is so fire. It yeah, was it was, cool. it was crazy. It was so crazy. I, I I remember the feeling and and we'll get into that but Popping in um, Tron 1 was like, I don't know. I was excited, man. I was like, whoa, like I'm watching this because I wouldn't watch this movie if we weren't potting about it to be like 100 percent. Yeah. Right. Um, You know, because, yeah, like how Sincere was saying, like things aren't in HD. It was old. It was goofy. I was like laughing at it. Like as as I was watching, I was like, this is crazy. And, And, you know, well, first of all, let me just give the audience some some specs on on Tron. Tron came out in 1982. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about a computer hacker who is abducted into the digital world and forced to participate in kind of like a gladiator match, like gladiator games, um, where his only chance of escape is to help uh, of a heroic security program that another guy who works for the company Encom which is, you know, the world that they're, they're kind of in. Um, another guy has been wanting to create uh, this security program, and you guessed it, that security program is known as Tron. Tron. Yeah. Your boy Tron? Actually, mm-hmm. when, um, when, I first, when I started watching this first one, I didn't know um, Tron was not – I thought, like, Jeff Bridges was Tron. Yeah, because even in the second one, you don't really even know who Tron is till like you know later. But mm-hmm. but um, when I found out who Tron was, like it was weird. Like he 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 was the main character or like the main focal point of the movie, but not really. It's yeah. kind of underwhelming, right? Oh, yeah. You might want to turn down your mic a little bit. My bad. My bad. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, no, but for me, it was kind of underwhelming as far as like Tron goes. Yeah, because I kind of just I like thought, thrown in. Yeah, I thought the whole 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 movie was gonna be like about tron but i mean he still had a very big significant role in the first one mm-hmm. um smaller role in the second one but um it could have been called flynn like <laughs> like the movie could have just been called flynn easily and you know it's interesting because the game that they're like playing is called space paranoids and like it doesn't really have anything to do with space either right <laughs> And I thought yeah. that that was interesting. It's like you're in, it's like digital paranoids or you're in like computer paranoids or something like that. Yeah. Well, but anyways, the, the villain too, in this, in the first one, mm-hmm. um, it's, kind which of, one we had two, we had Sark uh, and uh, Sark is, Sark isn't really much of a villain. He's kind of like a wannabe, but I'm he's talking about soldier. MCP. Yeah. He's a soldier. It's crazy how like, in this system, the all the programs and stuff, they're literally living in their own world. They have their own life, their own thinking like process, you know, but they don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. in the real world, you know? Yeah. Um, they actually, I mean, there's a lot of programs that are actually against users, which is humans. So mm-hmm. when, when a human comes into the grid, it they're called uh, users and mm-hmm. everybody else is a program. So. Yeah, and it, it was it was interesting because in the first movie, um, watching them not really understand what a user is, it, it almost made me feel like 
just like primitive versions of us. Like it had a lot of religious overtones to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have like this creator that's doing all of this stuff, but these people don't really have like an idea of how they work, whether it's true or not, you know, what's going on. And then you have the master control, which is like has so much information and in, in is direct contact with users or with the people who've created the program. And it kind of just reminds me of like, you know, when, when humans create something and, you know, it just kind of backfires on us or or we can't answer the questions that they have Mm -hmm. after a certain point, you know? Yeah. It felt very uh, artificial intelligence. Like, you know, like he, yeah. The MCP just grew a mind of its own and within it, it, like all these, all these programs starting to get their own minds and, and thus creating the grid, you know? So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty crazy um, how the MCP right off the bat is kind of like really in control when the in real life Sark, uh, Ed Dillinger, well, yeah, I guess Ed yeah. Dillinger um, is like talking to the MCP and the MCP is like, he's like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. Uh, help me like get this. He who wants to learn how to uh, speak Chinese so he can hack into the Chinese database, and mm-hmm. he already hacked into the Kremlin and the Pentagon. I, I this thing was like so close to getting out. Like yeah, it just probably needed like another day, and it would have been out for sure. And it, and like you can see, like Dillinger was just using it for for to get business knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and the MCP was kind of like, well, I'm getting, I'm picking up all this extra information. Like right. what, else, what else can I pick up and what else can I use? And um, I thought it was interesting that Dillinger's likeness was used as Sark. And the guy who created Tron, his likeness was used as Tron. And that guy who created Tron wasn't Kevin Flynn. You know, it was Alan. And yeah. I thought that that was a, for for now that I think about it, for it being in 1982 and for them trying to make this movie seem real and not use CGI, they had to make them look like that in order to actually <laughs> right. use the actors in, yeah. in in the movie. You know what I yeah. mean? So like it was kind of genius. Um, while I was looking at it, I was like, dang, they really got like around that. You know, they got around that that issue of you know using the actors and using them in this digital space with all the foam. Like they got like foam and cardboard. It seemed like their costumes were like super trash. Yeah, no, um, honestly, like the all that work, all the light work, and all that. It is. It, it looked funny, you know. I guess looking at it from twenty twenty twenty. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is that? Forty years. It's about to be forty years. Yeah. 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 Forty close years. To, yeah, close to it. So like, it, I think it's just pretty crazy. And then when, because on Disney Plus, I guess it's remastered. So mm-hmm. when you go to the grid, everything looks weird, wonky, kind of like, like uh, it just looks old, old and green. Yeah. But then when it goes back to the real world, it looks really good. Yeah, like, they remastered that part really good to the point where mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn, this looks like it could have came out this year." And then you go back to the grid, and it's like, no, yeah, you're like, no. "Oh no, no." <laughs> and, and another thing that I thought was interesting was. I didn't realize that the that the particle machine mm, the beam, was yeah. the beam was something like separate, you know, yeah. like it was something that was just worked on separately, mm-hmm. and them trying to digitize something, and then the MCP realizing like, oh, I can use that to 
do whatever I want. Like mm-hmm. that's my that's my gateway into this world because that technology is directly a part of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's taking matter that's in the real world and bringing it and digitizing it. Yeah, and uh, it it's just really cool and crazy. It, it's the beam itself. I just want to know what what is it originally for. Like, why did they build it in the first place? Did they know they could go to the grid or? No. Is, is it for gaming? Like, uh, like, like the, I, the older guy, um, uh, I think his name was Dumont. Is that like he, he went by? Um, not, he went by Dumont, I think, in the grid. In the grid, yeah. But when he was, and it, it, it's interesting, I feel like they just did that because that's who he represented in mm-hmm. real life, you know? Uh, but I don't think he actually did that. Like, it was cool seeing the imprint of the people who invested and who built the grid, like, manifest themselves into the grid. Into you know the grid, what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that they did that on purpose. I just think that it was for narrative speaking so that we can understand who these people are in relation to the people outside. Yeah. And um, he, like, it was like a whole separate project. They were just talking about. I mean, almost like teleportation, you know, it was, that's all it really was. It was just like re like deconstructing the atoms and then re, you know, reconstructing the atoms in a separate location. And when they did the the orange test and it was successful, Mm -hmm. um, I think he said something, it was like early on in the movie, like that was like the tagline of like what the movie meant. And he was just like, oh yeah, you know, computers like doing, doing more than what we can do. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and it was like in the 80s and you think of like 1984 and you think of like all these other things like people were really scared that technology was going to take over and like really start controlling us because of all the data that it can amass, you know? Right. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. And I was like, oh, OK, that's that's the message that that guy, his point in the movie is to deliver the message. Yeah. Like the overarching message of what's going on. So, so, um, pretty much, uh, getting to like, to the part, to the beam before that, uh, I kind of want to give a little backstory on Flynn, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much the, the mastermind behind NCOM and why they uh, got so popular with their games is because he's the one who designed, uh, games like space paranoids. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the other one? Light cycle. Uh, Yeah. The light, the light cycle game. Um, and pretty much that guy, Ed Dillinger, took his ideas and sold it to the company and was like, hey, I made this. And then Flynn got mad or he just left. And yeah, he like locked him out. Like, basically, yeah. he was like yeah, another. An, yeah, like another. Well, even before that, like when when they were young together, I guess, youngish, you know, Dillinger was was obviously probably about 10 years older or so. And they were both programmers and Flynn was like a prodigy over there, you know, and Dillinger was like the dude before Flynn got there. So mm-hmm. he was jealous obviously and took his designs, took his intellectual property, took his creativity and was like, Oh, I'm going to say that it's from me. And he got, I think he got Flynn fired also, you know? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, In order after, to complete that. After that Flynn, was pretty much trying to do everything in his power to try to get evidence or dirt on, you know, him 
being the creator but he couldn't you know because mm-hmm. mcp was in control and he couldn't get past that and such so because in the beginning of the movie it kind of just starts like there's no really i was intro. gonna mention that yeah, yeah, yeah it kind of just that. jumps in it just kind of starts and he's already like trying to hack the program and i'm just like okay so did I what's what's happening yeah you yeah. literally don't know what's going on until like 15 minutes into the movie and you realize where it kind of all connects and you're like oh yeah okay all right this is what's going on but i was really surprised at that like the movie just started and then the movie just ended yeah. you know like like there was no like wrap up of the narrative it, it just yeah. kind of it just like, kind of went. They could have easily like inserted a narrator there to narrate like what's what's about to happen or what mm-hmm. what they're in the middle of. But no, no like build them, no narration, no crazy like shot. It's just like we're in. Here we go. And and I thought what was so cool about that. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't say what was so cool about it. You kind of you kind of realize what's cool about it when you watch the second one. But while I was watching, it just made me think like people were really okay with whatever was being shown to them in the movies at Mm -hmm. that time you know they were so invested in a movie being created in the first place that they didn't like the marketing didn't need to help someone kind of understand they were just in it Mm -hmm. for the for the ride and when it started and and flynn had clue already i was like oh this is this is genius because when you when you realize what's going to happen in the remake yeah and how Clue only lasted maybe like 10 minutes into the film and got lost. I was like, yo, this is like, this is genius for them to use this part yeah. of the movie, this little 10 minute part of the movie and expand on it so much to make a second movie. Yeah, no, that is true. Like, I honestly, I didn't pick that up till you because because of how short. It was so short. It was super short on, on how Clue was was there. And um, and the idea of Flynn making somebody, it kind of introduced the idea of Flynn making somebody and imprinting his likeness onto it, you know? Yeah. It was weird. I don't know if you guys kind of felt the same way, but like a big takeaway for me was like, I think they did a bad job at differentiating the two, like from the real world to the to the grid. Mm. At least for me, like I couldn't tell if someone's in the grid already, but it's dope. It's a dope concept because it's basically like Mike said, like, it's just another world and they're already doing all this other than the fact that everything's different colors. But yeah, it, yeah, for me, it, it was, it was a trip, but yeah. yeah. Now there, there was some like continuity errors here and there, but um, overall, <laughs> like the story, it it was understood uh somewhat you know so far the mcp just wants to break out uh flynn just wants to get his job back and get he would just wants he just wants to get his credit pretty much yeah credit where it's due and um yeah i mean he could have gotten millions you know millions of, of dollars and and he just had the arcades that's see that's some other psychological like like that's crazy for you to have an arcade yeah. filled with your ideas but that you don't own anymore like i wouldn't have yeah. an arcade at all i'd be like fuck the arcade fuck anybody who plays this game <laughs> like <laughs> i'm not trying to hear it I'm, but like he he was down it kind of it kind of showed like him being humble but at the same time he just wanted what was his back but at the same time right. he was like you know what i know these aren't mine but it's gonna make me some money for now yeah. and and then later on 
you know, he figures it out. But um, before he figures it out, he goes, he, his friends come and we're like, hey, they know you're trying to hack into. Hey, well, I, I want to say something about that. They weren't really his friends. Like, True. it's crazy, like, because it's it. what was implied was that he was seeing Alan's oh. girl before no, she she was you know and she was she was low-key still down you know <laughs> and it's crazy how a girl can unite you know two guys yeah. that are like feuding over it to create something like extravagant you know yeah yeah that's very true because she made her way up up those stairs like she knew them she went to the arcade and was like oh yeah this way right, right up here right up, right up like, i've been up here before yeah i've been up here it. alan was hot alan was like hold on wait what Oh, wait, you know that her clothes are on the ground all the time? Like, fam, Sheesh. I would have got yeah. hot, man. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's kind of sus. Not only that, but, like, I mean, it wasn't her, but her likeness was, like, playing both sides inside the grid. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought that was a little weird, too. Like, for Kevin Bro. to be down for her, like, in the grid, I was like, fam, like, there's no need for that. Like, you know <laughs> that that's not her. <laughs> Bro, not a, well, shout out Jeff Bridges, because, like, I really enjoyed his performance in both movies, but yeah. it's dope seeing it's kind of like the Indiana Jones effect where you see this really young actor become this like older, like Version. I mean, they're, they're old now. So yeah. like, and you get to see like when they were younger, it was like, yo, this is kind of like a badass to like us where you kind of see like Maccabi Jordan. That's like younger now or any type of young actor that mm-hmm. later yeah. when they're older and we're older with them, it's like, yo, yeah. Like Leonardo DiCaprio. Literally like Leonardo too. Yeah. yeah. Or like Luke, you know, like you yeah, take, Mark Hamill. Yeah, look yeah. at Mark Hamill. You know, Luke Skywalker, and we're able to see him now and what that character has grown into. You know, and um, and that that I thought would played like a big part because it would be ridiculous if he was still acting the same like way that he was in Tron um, as like he was in the in Tron yeah. Legacy. In a way, he yeah. was though from like his vocabulary. He was a little like, bit. Hey, yeah. hey, man. Where it's kind of just showing like he kind of never really left the 80s. Mm-hmm. He's kind of yeah. still in that time zone because like he's so from our society. He's like so disconnected and that's like what he knows. But which yeah. I thought was dope because it kind of I kind of hope Jeff Bridges is like that in real life. <laughs> well, he's played I, a lot of I feel like films. he is. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he's played a lot of film like think of like the Big Lebowski. Right. And like things like that, where he's just always been this radical dude. You know, he's just been a dude the whole time. Didn't and he I, say radical in the movie at some he point? Did, he did say radical. Yeah, he radical. Did. <laughs> it's like, get out of here, bro. Rad? Who's using rad? <laughs> Who's using rad anymore? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the MCP finds out he's trying to hack into him. And uh, he, he, like, the, his friends are his. I don't even know what to call. It was his people who old want girl. His, his, <laughs> his old girl and her new flame. Yeah. yeah. So she pretty much finds out her boyfriend's program got shut down. So she goes to Flynn to get some help. Mm-hmm. Flynn doesn't want to help, but they convince him. So, you know, that same night they sneak into Encom and try to do a big ass door. Yeah, through a huge ass fucking door and try to pretty the much nod to the door hack into the mcp um mm-hmm. or he tries to you know so mm-hmm. he's in the little uh like lab where the the beam is and he's hacking the thing and he used to play chess with it so he kind of knows how to how to mess with it mm-hmm. uh, so when he's messing with it the mcp doesn't like that he he knows that he can 
probably hack into him from there and probably just turn him off. Mm-hmm. But MCP pretty much, you can hear the MCP's voice, which is kind of weird to hear emotion in a computer, like yeah. scared that he might get shut down. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty weird. But at that point, I figured this is more than just like, this is becoming into a living species, a yeah. li- living being, you know, it's you AI. Think- do you think while he was at the computer, he was actually hearing the MCP's voice? Or you think narratively that was for us? Because he was kind of responding to it, right? No, no, I be, I'm pretty sure he could hear it. No, well, it was, it was reading it. So for us, it was narration. Okay. He was reading what the NCP was saying. Oh, okay. And the MCP was, was like what he was reading was coming out as the MCP's Literally, voice. yeah. And that's yeah. crazy how, they, how that's chess to them. Like, you know, like their form of chess is I'm going to put in this algorithm and you have to respond to it. And if I put in one that you don't understand, then I'm beating you, yeah, you know, that I'm in control and you your move, lose. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he definitely gave a move. They need to move that desk. That's that's what they need to do. <laughs> they need to move that desk. That's all I saw when it happened. I was like, fam, why is that desk there with the giant yeah. particle? Like basically like a particle beam accelerator type thing right behind you. Like nah. And he didn't learn the second time either. Just that's like, bruh. That's what well, I think the second time he chose to go in. But that's we'll get to that later. Nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> so so he gets zapped into the grid. He he didn't know that this was possible because he's never seen this machine. He I think he when he gets into the grid, does he say, Am I in heaven? Or is it Yeah, well, like He's a smart dude, but he doesn't really understand, like, what just happened. But then, like, as he's seeing, like, things around him, it kind of gets to him quickly because he remembers that, like, he created the game that uses those tanks, Mm -hmm. you know, and that uses that transport system. So he's, like, seeing it now really big in front of him. He's like, wait, am I? Am I really? And then he's like, oh, I I am, you know, like, and, and... to me, I feel like anybody who gets transported into that, like, you're either super smart or, like, you're just numb to it. Because I would go crazy. I'd be like, no, I'm yeah. not really here. Like, I can't yeah, I'd really go crazy. Here. You know, like, I don't know if I'd be able to take that. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, pretty much he gets into the grid, gets kidnapped. It's still kind of, like, wondering where he is. Um, I think at that point they take him to Sark. And all Sark wants to do is, like, play programs in all these games and kill him like he's like that's so wild to me though because like going back to the chess thing like kind of all he knows is games yeah and the fact that these programs are already implemented in the grid Mm -hmm. that's like kind of his decision making well it was also the programs that the mcp took so Mm -hmm. all of the data that he took like like that was cool when when they met ram and ram was like from an insurance company Mm-hmm. Like, and they, ju- he was just a program that was working for an insurance company. And because the MCP hacked it, they basically stole the programs from there and used, used them to their advantage. And if yeah. they were obsolete, then they would die, you know? Or, right. Yeah. They would put resolution. D resolution. So yeah, like all these games are pretty much happening. It's pretty much like gladiator. Yep. like stuff in, mm-hmm. inside a, a computer um pretty much flynn finds out that these there's games going on he's like you know what i, I think i can win you know everybody's kind of doubting yeah 
he's like I, he's different he's different than most of them you know I, I think he can he can get this um Flynn starts fighting and I think he wins and then when when is the point when they start doing the light cycle race well, they did the light cycle first and and they showed Sark winning at the light cycle mm-hmm. and and then he reported back to the MCP and was like oh yeah you know I won again like you know yeah and and the whole point like MCP was like yeah train train these programs to make them think that they'll win and then you know kill them Shit yeah. yeah and <laughs> what was interesting about that is during that same race a program hit a wall and caused a crack mm-hmm. in the system yeah and i was like oh that's where they got the idea for the second movie when that happened yeah you know and like seeing it happen in the first movie i was like oh man that's that's awesome like there's how they literally just so many touchbacks to the first yeah. movie and the second one yeah a lot of references like so many like yeah just character references or just scene references uh mm-hmm. stuff like that like it, it, they really they did really well connecting it back um to, to tron legacy to tron from 1982 mm-hmm. but um yeah going back to the crack um he's he notices that there's a crack and he tells the other two programs which is tron tron and ram tron and ram mm-hmm. and he's like hey if we can get through that we can get out of here Mm-hmm. so they they devise a plan they do it they actually get out of there through the crowd and then that's when they start getting hunted down by um sark and the the tank boys yeah the tank boys. <laughs> yeah that's a good name for them they were the tank boys <laughs> um and they get hunted down so they're just trying to escape they kind of get away for a little bit um i don't even remember how or like where like they just kind of just if that part of the movie they're just running away but they're not really they don't really know where they're going yet you know they're just... yeah they don't have a, an, a plan yet you know you kind of see tron like it that that part was interesting because you you find out where tron is so just in the beginning of the movie you find out that alan had level seven clearance and he was trying to test tron and dillinger was like oh yeah that's fine so this security program that's going to take care of everybody else besides the mcp and Alan was like, no, this will, this will monitor the MCP too. And that alone, Dillinger was like, no, like nah, that's, yeah. I'm not going to have you monitor the thing that I've been using to get ahead. So we're going to lock you out. And it, it, that lockout resulted in Tron actually being locked up, you know? Mm-hmm. And yep. I thought that was super interesting um, where he had to participate in these games, but, but he's real though. Like, you know, Tron's been fired, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, Alan created him very well. So he's been winning these games, but he's just still locked up and there's nothing really that he can do until, you know, of course, Kevin comes, comes by and kind of shows that he, he's thinking a little bit more like he's reminding Tron of his own user. Yeah. You know, because the things that he's saying and the ideas that he has are in line with the instructions that Tron gets. From right. his user, which yeah. which makes their their pairing, or at least the trust between them, happen yeah. really fast, so that they can escape together. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they say it in the movie. Tron is Tron fights for the users. So, so when he recognized the user, he was like, "All right, I'm I'm with you. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna do this together. Like, you're the only one on my side." Type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think so. I think that's when they find out uh, they they're trying to meet somebody. 
I think. Oh, the yeah, I, I forget her name in the in the first one. Um, yeah, I forgot her name too. But it was it was Yori. Yori. Zori. That's what her name. Yeah, Zori. There we go. She's actually. Uh, I don't know if she's in the in the second one. Legacy. She's not in the second one. I think it's implied that yes, she, that she's Sam's mother. But it shows that she died yeah, she five died years in- after um, Flynn got out of of uh, oh, okay. of the whole thing. And you know they didn't really touch on that. Like I thought that like in the second, and we'll we'll probably dissect that some more too. But in the second one, Alan and and Flynn's son Sam are talking, and I just thought that like that would have been a good time for him to say something about like his mom, like you know, yeah. and your mom would have believed, right. you know, like oh yeah, you know, I knew her too, you know, type of thing. But <laughs> I knew her too. <laughs> I knew her. <laughs> yeah. But you have to remember, in the second one, he doesn't think he's gonna get trapped in the grid. So like, there's not really meant for a heartfelt moment. That's true. Because he thinks, you know, he's gonna come back the next business. day. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was all business. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they end up finding uh, her, and she is working on the part. So they're basically what I gather is that they're in, they're in Encom system. They're not mm-hmm. in a video game. They're actually in the Encom system itself. Right. Yeah, and the the files for the video game are in Encom system. That's why they're able to play the Gladiator games, right? Yeah. So when they escape, all of that is this huge tech company, basically, that they have to go through. And Tron seemingly has already, like, a relationship with Yuri inside the grid because they're both imprinted from the users who have a relationship outside of the grid. And... When he goes to her, she's in charge of the particle beam, and the particle beam is like just another form of technology that's inside the grid. But what they don't realize is that that's the key because that particle beam accesses the real world. Yeah. And Tron and Yuri try and devise a plan to get um, some information out to their user, to Tron's user, which yeah. basically they just want to be able to like say something on a computer screen so that he'll be yeah. able to read it. Yeah, pretty much what Tron wants to do is communicate with Alan because Alan is at Encom because both Alan are yeah. trying yeah. to get him clearance so he can test it because they, they know what's up with M- the MCP. They just want to shut it down because it's ruining everything. So uh, Alan is at his computer waiting to get, you know, clearance to Tron. So that way he can pretty much give him an algorithm to defeat the MCP. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he ends up doing that. He gets to like, uh, I forget what it is. Like, it's like the downloading port or something. Yeah. He gets the download. He puts it in the disk. And um, that's pretty much where he has the file to destroy the MCP. Yeah, I think later on he he links up with Finn, uh, Flynn again. Yeah, they um, they meet back up. So they separated because Flynn, um, or the Tank Boys as we call the, them, the Tank Boys, um, blew them up. Blew yeah, blew them up. Seemingly blew up their ship, and um, or blew up their their cycles. Their light yeah, their cycles. cycles yeah. yeah, and Flynn and this other supporting character named Ram, who was like he he seemed like he was kind of like the believer. 
like he wanted to believe we in, can in the things. Do this. Yeah, you know, but he was just kind of like caught up in this thing. And he was the one that actually got to see Flynn accomplish um, what users can accomplish. You know, Flynn was able mm-hmm. to create within the grid, which surprised Flynn and surprised Ram, but confirmed to Ram his beliefs. It was like him seeing Jesus, yeah. you know, like literally like saying like, wait, you're God? Like, yeah. oh man, like my like, creator, I, I knew yeah. it. Yeah, it's like, I knew it. I knew that you existed. Yeah. Yeah, right they, before, I, of course, he died. <laughs> they, they call it uh, user power. Like mm. that, that's what that's what uh flynn has he has uh power in the grid which is user power pretty much that's basically what their drinking water is right like they're drinking water um, in the grid. well the water uh see i forgot i forgot to bring that up but the water is pure energy so gotcha it's pretty much water like what it is to us but to them that's pure energy so when they drink right. it they get they get re-energized and i think they just you know yeah i bet that water was fire bro like yeah i don't know if you got because just side note i've had like well water like pumped like Uh to drink and that was probably the best water i've ever had in my life like i've never felt hydrated prior to that like when i drank it i felt all of the water go into my system and literally like like go up against yeah like the walls of my body like i got to bathe in it it was great it was during a tour 2014 we were in wisconsin uh beaver dam wisconsin and um yeah we were on a farm and they had a well and um and it was it was the best thing it was the best (laughs) thing i've ever had ever so that's what i imagined when i saw them drinking it and it was like coursing through them it looked yeah I it looked that. good, to be honest. Like, I wish I could have drank some of that. For real. It kind of looked like, um, what's that? That blue alcoholic hypnotic. Mm, <laughs> Yo. Old school. MD, MD 2020. That's crazy. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Boone's yeah. Farm. Bro, yeah. don't don't make me get the Incredible Hulk, man. A little hypnotic and Henny. <laughs> it's a whole different ball game, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, so they so they end up meeting up and confronting uh the mcp who um has energized sark with all of his power basically right yeah yeah it gets to a point where like they're fighting mcp and he's losing and sark is dead or he's laying on the ground Mm -hmm. uh and then mcp is like take my power like you have my power now. Yeah he transfers some everything which is dope because he split his head open and you could see it and I was like, this is fire. Yeah. And then, yeah. It was all circuits and everything. That was yeah. like, for, for it was kind of gory. For yeah, Disney it was kind of gory. Yeah. Yep. I feel you on that. I feel was, you on that one. Was this that. a Disney movie in 82 or was yes. this? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Disney. Yeah, it was a Disney movie in 82. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy. I like watching retro movies like this because I try to watch it as if I'm watching it for the first time in the 80s. Kind of like. I don't mean to read love back to in the future. It is. <laughs> but like, I love watching back. Like, I still ask my mom because she saw it in theaters. And I was like, how was it when you saw this movie in theaters? Because like, I would love to been there. I would have loved to kind of see everybody's reactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know this one is kind of like, to them, those graphics were like brand new. It's kind of like when, like, I remember when the N64 came out and I played Donkey Kong 64 for the first time. And I was like, yo, these graphics are insane. So yeah. I can only imagine in 82, especially like the rise of computers was like on the brink. So oh, yeah. this is all next level. 
And it added to the thrill because people, again, were genuinely terrified of what computers were going to be able to accomplish. Yeah. I think it made people not want to learn how to code. Uh, I see. Maybe. And then then MySpace came around and we learned how to code on MySpace. (laughs) And then they quickly took that away. They were like, "Uh uh-uh, no, you guys. like, oh, y'all getting too smart. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. We're going to stop that right now. (laughs) No, I feel you, man. So, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And that was the first time that we've seen the disc kind of get yeah. used in like a fighting, like fighting form. Yeah. 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 Outside fighting. of well, outside of the game, more so. Outside yeah. of the game, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, cause in, in part two, the disc is very very, very important, you know, yeah. to the programs. But in part one, it's just using the games and then Tron uses it to defeat the MCP eventually. Like like we said, this movie kind of starts and ends, so it's kind of like hard to find a middle or even like an ending or yeah where to start a lot of the unresolved questions are answered in part two because they kind of only even though they say the first thing like when you get your disc everything you learn everything you know is imprinted on here but they don't go in depth and then number two comes around and that's why it plays like this huge important role like oh i need flynn's disc because the knowledge of the whole world is in here yeah pretty much and and w- the knowledge that was in that disc that Tron had was the evidence that Flynn actually created the games. Right. You know, and so when they destroyed the MCP and they were able to defeat Sark, the what came out of it in the real world was was just some code that just, that mm-hmm. like a receipt, basically. A receipt. Yeah, it was just like- <laughs> <laughs> it was like nothing, and it was just like a receipt that that said, "Hey, Flynn created this on this date." You know? Yeah, which is dumb because yeah. I could have, we could have just wrote that, typed it up, and be like, "Yo, this, this, <laughs> the proof, this the proof right here." For real, for real. Yeah. You know, and then it kind of fast forwards, and you and you see that Flynn has is in a helicopter now and is yeah. running the company of Encom, and they hug, and that's it. <laughs> the movie yeah. just cuts out. Like, oh. so okay, the big desk disconnect, which I feel like would have tied more into the title would have been if it showed that portion and then like the actual ending scene was them like back in the arcade and he's like oh this is what i'm working on and it's the video game based on tron yeah yeah, yeah. that would have been cool um yeah I, th- I feel like that would have been a solid ending of like flynn saying we have a new game and yeah. him basically taking everything that he that he went through and saying i'm gonna make this game now yes yeah. based on tron but yeah. they didn't but- they didn't really do that it is, they don't really talk at the end after they leave the grid. It's just kind of like, oh, here comes the boss, and he's mm-hmm. coming in, and Flynn's coming in a helicopter. And she's like, that's my baby daddy. And, yeah. and then, <laughs> then the movie ends. Yeah. Just like that. So it's like. Just like that. Okay. That's, that was cool. Like, how'd you, I was going to say, Mike, how'd you feel about the music in, <laughs> in the original one, in the 80s one? So, you know, I, the first Tron that I saw was <laughs> Tron Legacy. So hearing Daft Punk and like, you know, electronic music in in the grid or in the movie, it's kind of like, okay, this is cool because it kind of goes with it. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Tron 1982 and it's just super classical. Like weird. It just gets stroll. Yeah. It, it, it didn't fit too much. There was parts yeah. where it kind of did, but it was kind of like, okay, this just doesn't fit. You know, I'm not used yeah. to this. It almost felt like it got its stride like three quarters into the movie. Then it started like the music started fitting what what we were watching. Yeah. But the beginning was like it was it was just like an eighties 
sitcom or like an 80s cartoon yeah. or something like that like <laughs> that kind of music and it just didn't fit with what was going on it wasn't futuristic at all yeah so i mean go getting into tron legacy now um mm-hmm. they really really like updated everything like they wanted they wanted to to use a lot of references but they wanted it to look more futuristic more more like i wouldn't say like now because nothing looks like that really in right. real life but but i mean yeah like the, I, th- I just think the second one really upped the ante and and made yeah. it and saved the first one you know yeah. uh it starts off with uh i think flynn is Flint, uh, what's his name? What's the kid's name? I, I have it written yeah, kid, Sam. His name is Sam. 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 And his Flint. father, Kevin. Kevin Flynn, which is played by Jeff Bridges, which is the first time that Disney has used CGI de-aging technology. Yes. That was uh, the first movie that we've seen that in. When I first That's saw dead. when I first saw this movie, Tron Legacy, I was like, damn, they made Jeff Bridges look young. It looks good. Mm-hmm. I watched it again the other day. I was like, damn, this looks trash. It's yeah, super trash. <laughs> For the time so being garbage. though, it's still I, I still thought it looked good. I still thought it looked fire. It didn't look bad. But at the same time, when you find out um what they used the de-aging for, for it was for Clue. It kind of made sense because he's like he's a program. He's meant to kind of look fake, mm-hmm. right? It kind of fits, mm-hmm. but it just bugs me a little bit. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Well, it well it bugged me in the beginning, like him in the real world. Oh, like that. Like yeah. when he turned around and he was like, "We're both on the same team." I was like, <laughs> "Damn, get out of here!" Like you, if you don't drive off, <laughs> he looked fake. Yeah, yeah. Did. I thought it would have done it more justice in the first one if they didn't show breast. Sorry, not breast. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> My bad. Look, first off, I stutter a lot. We know this. No, it would have been more effective if they didn't show Jeff Bridges at first. And then when Flynn drives away on his Ducati, then he turns around and you're like, oh, shit, Jeff Bridges is young. And then he just gets off. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it kicks off with with that happening. And basically it's implied that uh, Sam, you know, never saw his father after that that moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, yeah, because they have the little narrative of the TV's kind of saying Kevin Flynn disappeared. And that's when they told us, you know, about Lori and how Lori died, you know, five years after from mysterious causes. And that from that, he kind of became erratic. And he was saying, oh, man, it's the next frontier. Like, I've discovered something. And we don't really know what happened. And I felt like that that was kind of against the character that we saw in the first movie. Yeah. I was like, how did he just get like, I mean, I guess maybe your wife dying and like you discovering the grid and going in there more change your perspective, but it never really kind of showed that he like got reckless. You know yeah, what right. I mean? You no. know, he always seemed to have like a, a vision, you know, it, it, it never strayed, you know, no matter what happened, he was, he was doing what he was doing for humanity. Like he mentioned that in the beginning, like what I'm doing in, in the beginning of Tron legacy, what I'm doing can change humanity, you know? Yeah. So so I think it was it was bigger than him and bigger than his family because uh, even to a point he was he was happy to leave his kid every day and and go into the grid you mm-hmm. know um, obviously he didn't but we'll get to that in a little bit yeah uh, so pretty much his he had no his, idea yeah his dad disappears um, you know all the new stuff happens and then fast forward and it shows uh, Sam hacking into ncom or trying he's he's getting into ncom this is where the big door 
comes into play. The first yeah, reference. Yeah. The, the first, first reference. Yeah. He, he entered the same way that his father entered in breaking yeah. income. Yeah, and uh, trying to get through security and thinking of little clever ways with the laser. You uh, would think that big ass building would have more than one security guard. <laughs> That's well, true. It did. it did, but it only showed him, and then later it showed more. I was like, where were these guys? The whole yeah, time? Where these, these guys real? are all just chilling. <laughs> and and he had a lot more lines than I would think for a security guard. Yeah. Like he was I like just, real, like when he climbed up to the tower after everything was said and done. You don't get paid like, enough to climb up here, sir. Fam, hell no, no. The police would. I mean, well, the police were called, but <laughs> like I'm I'm not going to climb up the tower. <laughs> To try oh, yeah, and talk you're you right. down off the when, ledge. When like, the guys are at the bottom one, like on the street, like, oh, there he is. But I'm like, where yeah. were you? you guys weren't on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but they made the they made the fattest security guard climb up all those stairs. <laughs> My dude like, was yo. ready, bro. He pulled the burner out too. He you hear the Dude. it was like a little electronic. He was hey, he was ready. He was about to blast them. <laughs> yeah. And, so yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so so when he's hacking, um, he pretty much what he's trying to hack is a program that his dad made, I think a few years back and his dad wanted it for free to students, you know, mm-hmm. but Encom wanted to sell it. They wanted to make money off of it because it was their best program that they've made in years. Like it could have been their most profitable moment ever. Mm-hmm. But Flynn finds out he goes to hack it and he just releases it for free. Encom finds out and they get mad. Um, I think it's kind of weird on this part how they have another Ed Dillinger, but he's I'm not son. really. He's a he, son. Yeah, he's a son, but he has no like need to be in the movie. It's kind of more like a callback. I had a theory about that because the actor that they casted for that is a very prominent actor. That's like, what I was. Yeah, saying. he's always and, plays. He always plays like the bad guys in a sense. Well, he yeah. plays really good bad guys, but and I forgot his, his name slips me right now. But he was he played Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Yes, um, he was in Inception. Yeah, he was in the so, the Time movie, Justin Timberlake too, where he played. Like, oh, the, in time, yeah. in time, yeah. yeah, he was in in time, and he the reason why they made him, in my opinion, was in case they made a sequel because then he mm. would be the bad guy again. Cause they kind of showed that he was like on par with, with Sam also because they got locked yeah. out of the system and, and I, got locked out of the system. And I and have, he fixed a, it. I have a theory about mm. a part two. It's Detroit legacy that I want to get to later. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, we're going to get to that. And, yeah. and it was cool seeing the boardroom and seeing like they were still typing on the desk you know, mm-hmm. they made everything like on the desk and you see Alan, like a grown up version, you know, older version of Alan still on the board. And like he kind of says, like, you know, well, we, we've always been doing this for free, you know, and the chairman of the board now is kind of like, yeah, fam, that's in the past. Like you're you're <laughs> you're part of the past, fam. Like we're trying to make this money. Yeah. I got this press conference set up. I have. Uh, yeah. And Ed he's Dillinger's son, who's the best. That he's, we have. Yeah. And he's talking to Alan, right? At this point. Yeah, he's, he's talking, talking to Alan. Talking yeah, to Alan. Talking to Alan. And um, and then when they try and launch it, Sam's hack goes off, which was basically <laughs> a, a Frenchie, uh, a Shit video of a Frenchie barking. <laughs> and uh and in that meantime, Alan kind of like he's like, Okay, well, I've seen hacking happen before. It doesn't just disappear, it has yeah. to go somewhere. So it was cool where you kind of see the parallel of like Dillinger was like, okay, I'm going to take this into my own hands to undo this hack. So he kind of like brings up his own computer and does it. 
And then Alan brings up his own tablet of like finding where it is, you know? And it's yeah. like, those are the only two people worth shit. Like in, yeah. in the boardroom. Board like, yeah. yeah, board <laughs> and then Alan was like, Oh, I, I found it. It's, it's going for free right now on the internet. And yeah. um, you see the stocks just going down, down, bro. <laughs> down and they were just losing so much money and the press was like oh well like we're they're having some tef- technical, technical difficulties, difficulties. <laughs> let them sort it out we'll be right back it's so trash bro you shit it on them you know <laughs> and um and i think alan kind of knew like the only person <clears throat> that can do that or that would do that or that would do that that would have yeah. any guts of doing that would be sam yeah you know and and it is implied that Alan kind of, you know, wanted Sam to be involved in the first place to protect Encom from even being able to do this. But Sam was so mad that Encom is a part of his dad who left him. Right. That he's like, I'm not I'm not going to do that. But he also can't help but, you know, live up yeah. to the ideals that his father <clears throat> kind of instilled in him. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how he jumps off the roof and. Man, yeah, like what, what kind of plan is that? Some Grand Theft Auto shit, bro. Like, are you gonna just grab a parachute and jump off the roof? Like, nah. Where where the parachute come from? He's just like, all right, yo, I got it. We out. For real. <laughs> For real. Um, uh, a pretty cool tidbit as well, going off of like how it was implied who his mom was. Um, he made the comment like the surrogate father thing worked when I was 19, but not anymore. Oh, to, kinda, to Alan. To Alan, yeah. Alan, yeah, and Alan and Sam were talking about it in his apartment. Mm-hmm. The whole surrogate father thing. But also, like, you, you can't really tell if he's wanting to be, like, his dad figure because of that left yeah. or it's because he was, like, in love with his mom, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like Alan just kind of, because of what they went through. But the thing is, is, like, I would feel that way if Alan went to the grid. But Alan didn't right. go to the grid. You know, it was yeah. Tron. So it was like, how do you feel that strongly to do something like that? But, you know, I guess it just wanted to show his good intention. But one of the things that I noticed, which was really cool, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Tomorrow? when... Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was so tight. When yeah, he went the, back to his house, the name of, like, the shipping... On the garage. It said Dumont. Garage, it said yeah. Dumont. And Dumont was the guy that really helped you yeah. know tron his and, father and, and, and tron in the yeah. first movie yeah i and thought I was that was like, cool man, oh man i thought it was so dope i was like this is real like they're really calling back right now like they're doing right. everything that they can yeah no they really did all they can like do throughout this whole tron legacy movie like there's so many callbacks like i just kept writing them down like one, there's another one but they weren't they weren't just like all right here they are they didn't just throw them in they kind of tied them in really well yeah yeah I mean, the Dumont one wasn't huge. It was just kind of like a little Easter egg. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to catch that because I didn't catch that the first time. Even if I did catch it, I didn't know it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think anything of it because I didn't see the first one. So, like, Dumont, to me, would have just been, like, where he's at, maybe, like, Dumont Point. Right. Something yeah. like that. Like, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. So yeah. Such a cool was, place to live. Also. It's, um, yeah, it's yes. good marketing, too. That and the nostalgia sells. But yeah. just overall for like true like diehard fans that love Tron, it's like okay. yo like, okay, callback. So, yes, yeah. yeah. You can you can tell that there was love put into Legacy, you yeah. know, like they really really wanted to make it because you could you could have easily done a sequel and not really gave like right care about it, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah. they really cared. So you know, just fast forward. Um, Alan lets 
Sam know that he received a page and he got this page and he thinks that it's from his father because he hasn't gotten it for like 20 years. He hasn't the line's been disconnected for 20 yeah, last, years. Yeah. And Sam's kind of like, well, I mean, fam, like he's not going to just be sitting there, you know, for 20 mm-hmm. years, like saying, hey, I lost track of time. Like, <laughs> my bad, you know, and Alan kind of because he probably heard the stories that Flynn was telling him, it was kind of like, well, you know, you, you never know, fam. Like there might be that might be the case. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, when Sam goes back to Flynn's arcade behind the Tron machine, yeah. is a really big door a really big door and <laughs> really? another really, a re, another big door little, i guess little secret hideout secrets yeah and the keys were still in there so it kind of added to him feeling that nobody has been here since his father right and like well shit well i might open this door and he might actually be there like who yeah. knows and when yeah. he opens the door um he sees his office and he's like whoa like you were really out here working like this mm-hmm. like i think it kind of gave him some ease on saying like okay like as a kid i knew you were working but for you to have like a secret layer you were <laughs> working like you were doing something crazy and you get a shot of the particle machine in there and again i didn't think much of it i thought it was like when i first saw tron legacy like that was something that flynn built but like once you watch the original and you realize, oh, that was something else. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, damn, like, dang, he brought it in there. I think it's crazy that not even Ancom knows about this. So this was like his secret. Like, I feel like after Tron 1982, he found out what the beam is. He's like, all right, take this out. I don't want nobody else messing with this, but just me. Put it in my no. secret layer. Yeah. Yeah. He probably there. decommissioned it as being, you know, the owner of the company again. Or the or the the boss man of the company again, and then just like, kept it. And just kept it. You know, yeah. they probably thought that it got destroyed or anything like that because that would have advanced technology farther than they were even in oh, that. Yeah. Movie, oh, you know, yeah. so he was kind of like, uh, uh-uh, uh no, we're not going to use this. We're gonna we're gonna take this away, and then he he hit it uh, so that he can start building his own world in the grid um, inside of Encom. You know, inside yeah. of inside of their technologies. Yeah. And then uh, Sam, you know, being a, a programmer himself, just kind of like tries to figure out what happened. He's like, oh, well, like, what's the login? Oh, I don't have the login <laughs> password. OK, well, what was the last thing that was here? Oh, you know, it gave him some information and he's like, all right, we'll bring that back up. And then, boom. You know, you he get transported. zapped himself. <laughs> I, I like how they get zapped into the second movie rather than the first one. Yeah, the first one looks like... The first one was like... Uh, it's like well, Frozen also, that's again, because like, the grid is actually based off of the real world. You got to see what he was building. Mm-hmm. He literally took the city they were in and just recreated it in the grid. Yeah, after he got yeah. zapped in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that. Like, when he got out in in the grid, he was at Flynn's. You know, he was at yes. the arcade, right? And um, trying going down the streets, and then, you know, he gets captured, still not even knowing where he is. You know, pretty mm-hmm. much like how his dad was in the first one. He's like, "Where am I? Like, what is this? Like, am I in heaven or am I dead?" Type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, gets captured by I don't even know what they're called. Those guards. The, I'm not not too sure. They never give them. Yeah, they're kind of close to stormtroopers, though. 
you think about yeah, it. Yeah, they're kind of like stormtroopers or like Imperial Guards, I guess, type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I was hoping to see more of the tanks. The tank boys uh, did not make a return. That's, that's the one thing they did not reference this they, movie. And they I, only showed it in like an aerial view, like real quick. Because right. when he's getting transferred, you can see him look down and see, you can see the tanks, but they didn't really emphasize that like the tanks were running around. That's because yeah. the tanks are technically slow now compared to what they created with the light bikes. Plus, they made the light, the, the yeah. light planes, the light jets. A light mm-hmm. plane. Yeah, that was cool. I, I think they wanted to implement the tanks, but yeah, they kind of realized it was just a little Probably too overkill. Dated. A little yeah, too right. dated or overkill, yeah. Um, so they were like, you know what, take it out. It's it's not as important, you know, because honestly, right. I, I was, you know, it was cool that they kind of didn't put it in. There was not really any need in any part to bring it in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, yeah, pretty much he gets captured and he gets taken to pretty much like the new Sark. What's his name? Uh, um, well, his name is Clue. No, no, no. Uh, oh. Um, it's oh, basically it's Tron, Tron, but oh, Evil Tron, right? No, uh, the other guy. No, no, no. The 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 guy who the, he was kind of dumb, but he wasn't dumb. He was just like the right hand, like attendant guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on his name too. Yeah. So so he takes him to that guy. Uh, let's just call him the game master. I think that's what he is. Okay. So so he pretty much goes to that guy and he puts him in the games, and um, I think this part. This probably is one of my favorite parts of Tron Legacy when he when Sam is playing the games. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of makes me like just want to jump in there and play the games like that. Like when I first saw it, I wanted to do that. Like I just wanted to jump into the grid and light cycle or mm-hmm. or throw the frisbee and knock somebody yeah. off mm-hmm. the grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of implied that that was the game of Tron. Yeah, you know, because when Sam said, "Oh, I have a 18 inch figure of you," like action figure. Yeah. Of you. It was like like the actual game was throwing the disc at each other and like trying to avoid getting hit while you're taking out all these other people. My figure doesn't do that. (laughs) Yeah. So he kind of figures a way to beat the game and uh, he, he tries to escape while he's in the games and like, so they finally get to the final match and he doesn't get to escape. He kind of escapes into the last round and um, uh, I don't want to spoil anything about Rinsler yet. I kind of want to get to that later. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he fights Rinsler, which is Clue's like he's best guardian. Yeah, he's yeah. he's his 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 best pretty much soldier. He got yeah. two discs. Yeah, he has two discs. Um, he has <laughs> a weird Sam name. Sam tries to take his apart. <laughs> Yo, is that allowed? He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, he pretty much just gets his ass beat by Rinsler, and um, I think Rinsler cuts him, and he sees blood, and immediately he's like, "All right, bro, like he's a god, he's a god." He's like, "This is a user," and then Clue finds out, and he gets taken to Clue, and when he takes off his helmet, Sam is like, "What the heck, like, Dad, you've been here the whole time, like, what Mm -hmm. have you been up to, you know?" and they just kind of like, hey, nice to see you. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's he like, was acting very undad, undad like. Undad like. And, and Sam then, was but, like, well, if you run all of this, and I, I get you may like being here and being in control, but could we just go home? Like, yeah, like why? Go. And then he's like, nah. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, 
I, he says some things he's like i'm very disappointed like i expected a lot more and i was like damn like his own yeah. dad imagine hearing your dad tell you that after years of trying to find him and you finally do but then Shit. sam realizes well from all the stories well, that like oh yeah it's clue yeah clue ends up saying well he's like he's like i'm not your dad and then he's like clue, clue. and he's like yep yeah he puts it together and and i think i don't know if he did they show like a clue action figure where it looked like his dad? No. No. Okay. Yeah. So well, he, he, it was he knew it was, stories. Yeah, he knew it was it was clue because in the beginning of the movie, he's like, I I made a program that's like me and you, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. So so he it thinks like me and you, so it's like it's better for the world, blah, blah, blah. So that's how he finds out that it's clue. Mm-hmm. He just kind of put two and two together. He's super lucky that he was paying attention to what his dad was telling him. Like, <laughs> fam, yeah, man, when, when your dad lost. when your dad leaves, you kind of hold on to those. Like, I remember everything my dad says. Otherwise, I'm gonna forget who he is. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Also, shout out Sam because if I would have got thrown in that, I probably would have died first round. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> Not just you, but for me too. Like, I don't. I wouldn't know what to do. Like, I I throw that disc one time. I just feel like I turn one way and like it would ricochet off of something I'm and just like catch me. In my- I'm too inaccurate in Frisbee fam. Like I, I don't know where my disc is going. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But um, where was I? I or where were we? It was, uh, he just got he, taken a clue and clue said, I'm not your father. I'm disappointed yeah. in you. I'm yeah. not your dad. <laughs> That's your dad. So, so the, after, after that, um, I think he takes him to, he wants to play him personally, right? In the light cycle race. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So they, they go to the light cycle. That's like the ultimate game is like when people hear the light cycle, they're like, oh my God, like the light cycle is about to happen. Like, let's get it going. And then mm-hmm. um, the game master is giving like this massive speech mm. and uh, he leans into Clue. He's like, hey, what'd you, what'd you think about that I got speech? them really going. I, I got them going. He's like, yeah, it wasn't for them. I was like, damn. I'm like, yeah. dude, this, this dude's ego and, needs to be fed, bro. And and that was interesting because he's a program. Yeah. So he was just like, did I do what I was made to do well? Mm-hmm. And Clue didn't really even acknowledge that. He was just like, fam, like, uh, you you did what you're supposed to do. But it wasn't for these people. And that's kind of like the whole thing. Like, Clue is is operating with an additional initiative in mind that he mm-hmm. hasn't told all these other programs. Right. Yeah. You know, he just know like includes mine. He's like, I need to get out of here. I've controlled this whole area that everyone listens to me. I have yeah. everything under control. What's the next step now? And he's almost turning into the MCP. Yeah. Not only that, like he, he himself is still a program because he's always looking for what's next and he wants to accomplish more. You know, he, he wants the next task. You know, like same thing as all these other programs. Like when he's like, did I do good? Like, what should I do next type of thing? Right. So unlike a user, it's kind of like you just kind of go with the flow or, you know, yeah, you improvise. whatever's next is next, you know? Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, they start doing a life cycle race and uh, that life cycle, well, not race, the battle, it, that, that life cycle battle is really cool. You know, yeah. at one point, um, Sam starts working with one of the programs kill them kill them all off and mm-hmm. they do they get to the last one and then uh clue kills the last program that was helping sam and they it's go all his ahead. hands all stuck on the yeah on the handlebar still yeah, yeah I, honestly sorry. it was shot so well on that part 
mm-hmm. and everything. Um, so then after that, it's literally just Sam and Clue against each other. And right before Sam, uh, oh, right before Clue is going to like, I think he, he's going to run over Sam, I believe. Yeah, he was just going to run over him. He's going to run him over out of nowhere. The the reference with the, the wall crack comes in and uh, mm-hmm. somebody flies in with this crazy, it's kind of like a light cycle car. Yeah. A, a, a light rover the a light boom. rover yeah it is like a atv light cycle type thing um picks them up um the voice modulator for for cora makes it at first sound like a guy mm-hmm. but i remember seeing that the first time i was like that's not a guy it doesn't even look like like it looks like a, a girl like just yeah the, the shape the, the way that and where she's sitting and stuff the shape mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, what actor is that? I, That's Olivia Wilde. She's Olivia super Wilde fire. Is She's so wild. fine. She's, She's married to the dude from SNL, Jason Sudeikis, right? Jason uh, I think so. I'm Good. not too sure. Um, she's a. Uh, she was in House. If anybody watched yes. House, she was in yes. like my later, later versions of House. I love House. And um, yeah, Olivia Wilde. She's she's a great great actress and director. Yeah. And um, this was kind of like. I wouldn't say like her blow up, but this was definitely when she was like in the mouth of Hollywood, you know, yeah, like right. we were talking about her and everything. So for her to get this role was was pretty dope. Yeah, as like the lead supporting role. Yeah. 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 yeah she she was very important to the movie. Um mm-hmm. we'll also get to that in a little bit. But yeah, I, th- I think it's just pretty crazy how that reference was brought back, you know, a, a lot better and a lot different. This time, Sam was saved instead of him trying to escape, you know, because obviously yeah. he didn't have people like Ram or Tron helping him. So it was literally just him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty much Cora is in the city, kind of like looking over, trying to see what's what's good, just kind of observing. That's when she sees Sam is fighting and that's when she saves him and takes him back to the middle of nowhere pretty much mm-hmm. yeah um and then uh sam realizes that uh clue can't get to him because it's not part of the grid it's pretty much a terrain that's not supported by the, those programs you know only supported by users or mm-hmm. you know such like that yeah it's uh, just it's it's the empty space of the internet that's what it made me feel yeah. like like, cause the internet is just, it's, it's infinite, yeah. Know, it's infinite. but, but there's nothing there until you build it, you know? So, um, but what I found interesting is that he ended up leaving that, that place though, you know, cause they yeah. got in the ships and they went to where they went to the outskirts. Yeah. But it was just that the light cycles weren't able to go over there. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And they never went over there in general in the first place because they never knew exactly where where um Flynn was hiding at. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, pretty much she takes him back to the hideout where Flynn is at with Cora. And uh Cora's like, We have a guest, and Flynn's like, That's not a thing. We can't have guests. Like Yeah. And that was my first indication of like, oh, maybe he didn't send the page. You yeah. know, like like he would have known that a right. guest would be coming if he did, if he sent the page. Yeah. You know, so when he was like, "Oh, there's not supposed to be guests. There's not supposed to be anything like that." I was like, "Uh oh, this is like, it's a setup. Something's fishy." Yeah, yeah. And then he turns around. And he sees his son. And he's like, just blown away. Um, My boy. 
yeah they're just kind of in shock they're like wow this is real like you're actually alive and yeah that hug was emotional i yeah. saw the, the the look on jeff bridge's face it was emotional mm-hmm. the hug was more emotional than like because if you think about it if that were really to happen like you don't you wouldn't really know what to do or like everybody's different like no you wouldn't know what to do in that exact situation other than that hug where you see all the emotion mm-hmm. as to where he's like i'll be right back and then he like walks outside to like real like he was yeah, a gather again yeah. because yeah. it brought him all the way back to it's almost like all the progress that you made without this person and then you run back into that person and it transports you back to the way that you were thinking right you were being then and he's like i'm zen now or at least yeah. trying to be zen now and like this just threw me off like this wasn't what i expected at all and that's yeah. when cora kind of affirms like he thought it was never gonna see you again and you're like ah uh, okay mm-hmm. yeah even to the point where it's like well, not even getting to a point, but um, uh, Sam is like, all right, now that I found you, let's go. Mm-hmm. And he's like, or why couldn't you leave? He's like, oh, because it got shut down from the outside and I couldn't get to the portal in time because, you know, he kind of gives him a little story about Clue and, and Tron and all that. So he's like, I just had to come out here because this is the only way that I could survive because mm-hmm. pretty much Clue wants me dead type of thing yeah. so he's like all right well now it's yeah. open we can leave and at that point he's like well i can't go over there like i just said he wants me dead and if he gets me it's over for mankind type of thing right mm-hmm. so after that i noticed that even cora was like well now that we have somebody we can fight yeah like she was very she impatient was ready to go. Yeah. yeah she was very impatient but at the same time um uh, flynn was like no like we can't there's no way he's waiting for us to make our move back to like chess type of thing, mm-hmm. you know? But um, I remember clue saying, I think later on in this movie that kind of brought me back to this part was um, I used to beat him all the time in chess, you know, like mm-hmm. I would always beat clue in chess because pretty much Cora had mentioned that she has a very aggressive strategy, you know? Yeah. So to that me, I feel, yeah, I feel like all programs, have like an aggressive strategy they're not right patient. they just kind of want the next task they want to get it done so they can get the next task and get that done so it cuts to a point where clue is sitting like in his lair just waiting but he's like really really impatient you can tell he's like yeah. all right all right flynn your move like mm-hmm. come on like mm-hmm. he he's just waiting there he can't do nothing like it's like give me a command like do something so i can react yeah, yeah. And, and and Flynn knew that that's why he didn't react because if yeah. he would have and if they would have went to the portal obviously right away they would have got captured so yes I, I think that was pretty interesting that it really showed the patience of humans mm-hmm. and how and how they can wait for so long mm-hmm. and the programs are just they're living in the now and they want it now so. yeah they want to do what they're programmed to do all the time it kind of reminds me of like just a segue to like cartoons with like adventure time or, or, you know, just like things like that where like you have certain cartoons that love doing what they do. You know, it's like you have a couch that talks and it's like, sit on me, please like sit on me, like use me, you know what I mean? Or like a a toaster that's like toast, please. Like that's what I know how to do and I do it well. And that's kind of what you got. And humans are more nuanced, you know, and even someone as advanced as clue, didn't really understand that you know 
And yeah. I thought that was that was really interesting. Yeah, I I actually like that little part. Um, I don't know if a lot of people ca- like caught that caught on to that, like the impatience of them or mm-hmm. the aggressiveness of these programs. But I I really like that. Like I was like, oh okay, I I got something out of this because mm-hmm. I mean, sadly, from the Tron 1982, I didn't really get too much out of it. It's just kind yeah. of it was just really much about aesthetic and just straight story. So, right. so Tron Legacy kind of adds a lot of different, like, uh, I guess just viewpoints or just perspectives. Like perspectives. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Mm-hmm. So, so it was cool that they kind of transformed it into something bigger or, you know, because it did have a lot of potential, you know. Yeah. And Sam isn't going to stay here. So he's like, well, if my dad's not going to come, then I'm going to get out of here and I need to figure out how to do that. So Cora, you know, he kind of tells Cora, like, you know, let's go. Like, you can help me. And Cora, you know, is faithful to Sam's dad because little did Sam know at that time, you know, Sam's dad uh, rescued her, you know, and and saved her life and helped introduce all of this new knowledge that she wouldn't have had uh, otherwise. So she's like, I want to help, but I can't just like leave your father like that, you know? So yeah. well, this is kind of where the movie kind of kicks up in, in what's going on. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think um, Sam pretty much explains, uh, explains to Sam why Clue turned on him and why he's trapped mm-hmm. in there. That was so, so he, cool, man. Like that yeah. whole like, like montage of, or not really montage, but just flashback. Yeah. Say. No. This and, like, part and Tron was hard at that yeah. time, bro. He was ready. He was giving hands to anybody. Like, you guys <laughs> noticed, but Tron was the de-aged version of Alan. Only in the flashbacks, though. He looked, yes. he looked good, though. He looked good. He looked, he looked good. really good, but also yeah. it wasn't close-ups. It was yeah. all far away. So that's yeah. true. Fire. That's true. Yeah, when you saw, when you saw um, uh, Flynn make the mirrored version of Clue, and then kind of let him know like what his directive is supposed yeah. to do. And they look the same. Like it, it kind of, you know, what's even more nuanced than that. It kind of goes back to how Flynn was jealous of Alan in the first movie, hmm. yeah. you know, of, of Lori being taken. So like that jealousy has always been in him. Yeah. So when clue sees that Flynn and Tron are kind of cooking, you know, and they're doing stuff. Clue's kind of like, well, fam, like, Am I still supposed to be doing this? Like, are we still doing this together? Yeah. He also gets jealous because um, at this point in the movie, Flynn kind of changes his his whole viewpoints. Like, he he notices perfection is in front of him, you know, because that's why he created Clue. He wanted to create the perfect world. But once he finds out in this world that there's already organisms or or some type of life that has sprouted you know, just cause because of, the right. of their involvement and because yeah. of, you know, the right conditions, he realized yeah. that per- that's perfection. Yeah, that's perfection. So, so Clue finds out, well, that to me, that's not perfect, you know? So he pretty much goes on to kill all these organisms, all these, all these life that mm-hmm. has sprouted from the grid and just commits genocide. And that's when, which is another callback to like religion, you yeah. know, because then you can say that Clue was like Lucifer. You right. know, and that Flynn was God and that they were doing this together and then like or like the angels and everything like that. Yeah. God created man. And that's who, you know, is, at least as far as story wise is concerned, that's who he thought 
were were perfect, you know, and that who he wanted to put all of his love in. And Lucifer is like, fam, like you already made us. Like, what do you mean? Like, we're that. And then because he turned on that and felt that that was him preserving what his actual purpose was, you know, like how Satan or the devil or anything like that has influenced humans. That's kind of how Clue has influenced those isotopes and, you know, did the yeah. genocide and everything like that. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought that part was really cool that, that some life had sprouted and, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's cool that maybe, I don't know, maybe life can sprout from technology. I think so, man. It seems yeah. very plausible. Like the more that we put our lives into technology, why wouldn't that be the case? You know, yeah. I think the minute that we do actually go into the internet and that's just great narrative storytelling, like of just kind of stretching it and stretching it and stretching mm-hmm. it and seeing how far it can go. And I feel like that idea is really what helped them make the sequel in the first place. Yeah. Cause it's like, what if, you know, what if we start going into the internet, you know, and we, and we cause we kind of already see that that's like where it's going with virtual reality, augmented reality. And we start going into the internet and we spend a few years in there and then someone is born in the internet. Yeah. Right. You know, then, then what do we do at that point? You know? And it's like, they're not human, but they're not, you know, something that we made that's in there. It was just the circumstances are right. Life always finds a way. Yeah. Life prevails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then back to pretty much Sam, he's like, all right, if, if he doesn't want to get out, I'm going to get us out myself. I'm going to find a way. Mm-hmm. He goes to pretty much tries to go to a guy. I don't know. To me, this at this point, they're trying to make that guy Zeus to be like Dumont. Yeah, but like a a, a bad version. Yeah, so like a bad version. So like it was kind of weird that that now Dumont is on the other side type of thing. Even yeah, though- I think it kind of added to the nuance of of. Uh, of our like relationship with humans, you know, because before when Dumont was being created, everyone felt that like an elder like that would have your best interest in heart, you know, mm-hmm. and would sacrifice himself in order to make sure that you're good. Yeah. And then now in this current version, it's like, well, if someone has that kind of information, they're a little conniving. Like they want to yeah. make sure that the information just isn't being put out and they aren't getting anything out of it you know so that's like that's where the parallel was and i think that that was a direct reflection of where we are at in society yeah i I could see that yeah he was uh, he was very conniving you know i you can kind of already tell you know he Mm -hmm. was just kind of like just enjoy yourself don't worry it was like loki yeah he was like loki he was like i'll let you know later you know we'll, we'll do the mission later but he at that point he had already notified clue that uh sam was um right there pretty much at the bar or at the club mm-hmm. which is cool because that's when daft punk makes an appearance hey yeah, yeah. it was popping which makes me sad because did they leave the club or did they die in the club no oh, they didn't leave they didn't leave they exploded this is my theory <laughs> okay that's what they're programmed to do they did not do anything else but play music because even when they started fighting the club they just kept playing music they, they switched the yeah. song they're yeah, like yeah. all right fight song song, fight music (laughs) yeah which uh, i feel like the fight scenes could have been a little bit more sharper and cleaner i agree true 
Like, I, agree. I, I don't know if it was just because Disney, they just kind of half-assed it. They're like, whatever, it's PG-13. We don't want it to go that crazy. But yeah. I feel like they could have easily without, um, obviously without blood because they're programs. Yeah. It, they only, I think it was, it may have been a conscious effort to kind of show how much better Tron was because Tron was really the only fighter designated to fight. You know, it was the only program that was made to like really, really fight. And um, in the flashbacks, he was just so precise. Yes. It, it, you know, super precise blocking stuff, like murdering everybody. It literally just shows how well crafted he was. Yes. But also, when you have antivirus software on your computer, you want it to be as bad as his Tron. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do for sure. So like, I thought that was kind of like a, a good takeaway, but I agree. I think the choreography for the fighting could have been better on legacy. Yeah. Like could have, could have added to it. Like I, that's one thing. If they do make a sequel, I'm expecting for the fight choreography to be way better. Like I need to see like Tron type, like the acrobatics were cool, but I want to see like actual like fades going down. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so fast forwarding a little bit, um, pretty much, Clue finds out that he's there um, and then Flynn comes to save his son because he knows what's about to go down. He's like, well, uh, I have to go save him now. Like, there's no other way because we have to save him and then I have to get him out of here. Clue gets there. He ends up taking the disc or not Clue, but some guard takes the disc and then uh, the other conniving guy tries to tries to sell it to Clue in, in exchange for you know, being led off the hook and and still in power, but Clue ends up killing him, takes the mm-hmm. disc, uh, tries blows to go. Blows up Daft Punk. Yeah, <laughs> blows up Daft Punk, you know. Uh, and I noticed that the, at that point, there was no more Daft Punk music. It was just kind of like its own soundtrack, like the movie had a different soundtrack, mm, yeah. but it still sounded really cool. I liked it. That's a good. That's a good observation for sure. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, "Whoa!" The I just want to try that drink. I just want to try that drink that Clue made because he those weird like ice cubes. Yeah, I couldn't tell <laughs> if it was like candy or ice cubes <laughs> or whatever the hell it was. It's crazy. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't brought in Tron into Disney Disneyland World or Disneyland. Yeah, they had Electronica, which was like a rave dance thing, and they have Flynn's Arcade in. Um, they had Flynn's Arcade, and then. I think when the Tron movie came out, they redid Space Mountain. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Space Mountain's known for like doing that though, which is pretty fire. Because I think I went through it once where they played nothing but Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it was. <laughs> and and they also have a Tron. They have a Tron ride where you're on the bikes, but it's like a roller coaster. But is it like in, in Disney World? Disney World, yeah, it's in Disney World. Of course it is. We need yeah, to make a Dis- we need to make a Disney World trip. Gra- oh, that's obviously, a obviously after this. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. But you know, just um, they so they so they kept going, and um, Clue now has this disc, and they're kind of like, all right, well, if he has a disc, we're gonna just make a run for the portal, and everything that I do outside of the portal will be faster than what Clue is trying to do yeah. inside, you right. know. And um, they get to a point where uh, Cora ends up sacrificing herself because she knows that like that the disc is important. You know, it's like, you got to get it. Like, we can't just let him have it. But little did she know she was the one that was important. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's the thing that Flynn would have brought out of the, the, the universe. He wouldn't have brought, yeah, he wouldn't have brought that information. Just her. Just her, you know, and 
uh, Flynn knew that. So he was like, she can't be captured. Like, cause we can't leave without her. Like, you yeah. know, like that's, or else all of this was for nothing. And um, so they devise a plan to get her back and to get the disc back and um, kind of like fake out clue on like what they're trying to do. Yeah. And yeah. but Clue has artillery. He has these new light jets that we've never seen before, which was fire. <laughs> Those were Super cool. Fire. That was one of my favorite parts too. When they were like all in the air fighting and trying mm-hmm. to get away. Also, it the little great. train. The train is also referenced from the first one. That's true. Yes. yes. When he yeah. connects them with his abilities or something. And so the, the cool. spaceship that they go into, where like it was like the end of line with the train. Mm-hmm. And Clue's oh, yeah. end of line was great. But it was actually the spaceship that Sark had yes. like, that was following him. It was the same type. You know, it was the same thing. And they were going along that beam. And, um, you know, this is at the time where we get the satisfaction of realizing who Rinsler is. And oh, yes. with Rinsler... I knew it was him. I knew. I knew, too. I knew. But just hearing the confirmation of... Flynn saying, Tron, what did they do to you? Yeah. It was like, yo, like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. Yeah. At that and, part, Tron kind of like had his own like realization, realization or connection, or pretty much broke out of the spell and was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not. Going I fight for the, for the users. users. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. And Jesus was- Christ. That's <laughs> just. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah that's what it was like man it was like he got saved again yeah <laughs> so, we love you tron so at this at this point uh tron kind of like does like a loop just tried to like pretty much jackknife um clue and he does he pretty much tries to save flynn again and he does he crashes into him and they're falling into the sky and tron remembers i guess that he has another light cycle and he tries to pull it out, but Clue sees it, and he goes after it, and they're fighting in the air. Mm-hmm. He takes the psych from it, and, and Clue manages to escape. And this is when Tron, this is where my theory kicks in, Tron falls into the water, mm-hmm. or the energy. Ah. And he kind of he turns back into his blue self, mm-hmm. and after that, we don't really see him. But mm-hmm. um, kind of like fast-forwarding later, um, pretty much uh, Sam... Um, they, they get to the end, they get to the beat, and basically Flynn has to reabsorb Clue yeah. in order to prevent him from... Pretty much the whole grid. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much the whole grid to to sacrifice it all. Uh, he pretty much tells Flynn, uh, he, he tells Clue, he, he apologizes to him. He's like, I'm sorry. I, I try to create you to create the perfect world, but perfection is always there. Like, that's what humans are. Like, there is, like... There's no perfection, but it's always in front of us. And Clue didn't understand that. So he had to destroy him. He mm-hmm. destroys him. Sam goes back with Korra, uh, the last ISO, pretty much to sh- reshape or change humanity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the end. Like, pretty much Clue destroys the world. But I feel like the whole world isn't destroyed. It was just a city. So that's why yeah, I feel yeah. like Tron is still alive. I agree. Yeah. So. I think I think Tron is still alive, and and the the tidbit about the water, like that would be because Tron has had that water before. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, so for him to get re-energized and back to his old self and back powered up, I think that that would make a lot of sense. You know, um, yeah. For Tron, it's just, it's just far as like getting back to it. Now I don't know if his face is messed up because they never showed it. 
Yeah, they you do. Know? So I'm thinking that he probably has like a scar, like how you saw when in the in the beginning of the movie when Sam got picked up and he was next to another program that had a hood on. And then when the program looked at him and growled, it was like half of his face was gone. Yeah, it's I, do I, feel remember like, yeah. I feel like that's the case with Tron where like half of his face is kind of gone. Yeah, because you so hear at the tanning. beginning, you hear Clue hit him, but it doesn't yeah. show. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah, show where like, he hit him or like yeah. what happened, you so know? As far as we know, half of his face, yeah, half of his yeah. face, is, you so. know? So I think that that would be really dope. And the fact that like Sam brought Cora out of, into the system and into the real world, it's like, well, what is she now? Is she automatically human now? Or is it like that her antibodies are so pure now that like they can solve anything? Or like what yeah. is it? Yeah, that's, that's what I don't understand either. But I mean... I, I don't really know if there was a it, it wouldn't be a part two, it'd be a part three, obviously. Um, I don't even know what the storyline would be, you know, like like yeah, there's Korra still and probably Tron, but what would even be the storyline? Like who would be the villain? Is there gonna be another be Dillinger, MCD? bro? I have no, I, I have a theory. It would be Dillinger, right? You're right. So You're right. I think of that. Sam coming out, it would basically be another 20 year gap, I think. Like, and it basically be Sam and Cora coming out and then Boy, the yeah. world is changed with Cora because of like medicine is now changed. Right. Med- medicine has just completely revolutionized. We're in the future. People aren't getting sick anymore. All this other stuff. These, there's companies that are doing all this, but people don't really know that the source of it is like a captured Cora, you know, like a, like a Cora that's hooked up to all these machines and all this other stuff. And Sam could have been killed or Sam could be like lost somewhere or like, you know, transported. And I think Dillinger would be in charge of that new company, you know, utilizing all of this stuff and you can bring in a new protagonist to kind of like figure it out. And like, or you could bring Tron out of the grid into the real world. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. If the grid were to come out into the real or Ed Dillinger happened to make his own grid or bring it into the world. So, so Sam has to go get Tron out of the other grid and bring him and save, you know, that would be really cool. That actually would be really cool. Somebody hit up Disney right now. All right. Oh, hold on. Let me get him on the phone. Nah, bro. They (laughs) tapped in already. What do you mean? (laughs) I hope so. Like something like either a show or, because, I mean, after seeing these movies back to back, like, you really get a feel for it more. You really understand more. Yes. You, you get into it a little bit more. And then, like, when I first saw Tron, it was like, I was into it, but not as into it as I was now because I didn't understand right. it as Me much. too. Me too. I really enjoy the lore that they have, and I think that they can expand on it um, a lot more. I just want a reason to call it the Chronicles. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So, Yo, so what do you don't, guys do? don't pay him Disney if you're listening don't pay him so if y'all so, call it the Chronicles I need at least 20% <laughs> so what do you guys give these two movies you know we've, we've the seen original it. if I were to watch it in 1980 I would give it like a 6.5 I'd probably be generous and give it a 7 in the 80s but now I would probably give it a 5 now I'd give it like a 5 yeah yeah, yeah for what we expect out of movies um i think i'm around there too maybe like a six yeah like like a 6.5 something like that um the new one i give 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 that like a eight yeah an eight eight point five for me seven really care they really cared about everything that happened yeah it's just because i i think i've yet to see it 
for the potential that Tron could be like market wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the brand of it, it could be so much more. Cause like they have, they have Tron bikes and like gameplay inside Grand Theft Auto now. And I'm just like, yo, why hasn't Tron made its own video game yet where you could do the same exact thing? Yeah. yeah you know I mean? They have the actual motorcycles now. Like you yeah. can like the, like functioning ones. Build you know? one like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want one. You know, <laughs> like that would be fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait to see, you know. Well, rumor is, is that uh, for Disney Plus, that they are planning on doing a Tron show for Disney Plus. Okay. All right. So we'll see. I'm with we'll it. See how Hopefully. it goes. Yeah. But this yeah. is great, guys. So original versus remake. Who wins? Remake. 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 Yeah. It's yeah, also one of those nice. rare occurrences where the sequel's better than the, orig- better than the original. Yeah. Yeah. It My improved own? on the original, like, tenfold. Yeah. I just want to know, like, I know why they call it Tron, but at the same time, he's not even the, the main character. Yeah. So supporting characters. Yeah. He like, he's got, like the glue, that. but it's like, but also you can't just call the movie Flynn. Like, this <laughs> I feel like cool. they should have just called it Space Paranoids. Or The like, Grid. Or The Grid. Yeah. Tron is a really cool name. Just Grid would be dope. I really like the name Tron and the aesthetic of the title. and. Mm-hmm. It's, well, like it's a cool up, marketing point. Yeah. Growing up without even like watching a movie, I'm just like, oh, the motorcycles with the lights in the back. So yeah. that's literally what I perceive Tron to be. Yeah. A video game. But really, the whole movie isn't really about a video game. So it's cool, though. That's it, another thing. We should have already had a video game, like a legit video game of Tron. A Tron? I'm pretty yeah. sure there is. If I look it up, I'm pretty sure well, there is, but it's probably trash. Have you guys ever played Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Yes. There's, yep. I don't remember which Kingdom Hearts it is, but you can go into the Tron. You can go into mm-hmm. the grid. So I thought that was really cool in Kingdom Hearts, you know. Obviously, yeah, they've still been using Tron and video games like that and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, and you got a Keyblade for, for that one that you went to in the grid. Yes. So that was really cool. I believe Damn. it was Kingdom Hearts 1. I want to play Kingdom Hearts now. Oh, man. And Great yeah, game. even even in that, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Tron hadn't even come out yet. So it was cool how they made the grid look in kingdom hearts that's true and it was very similar to the new tron legacy right yeah i i can see them taking some aesthetic cues from that and and utilizing it in uh yeah. in this movie so just shout out to the visual effects team like they shout had their work cut out yeah, yeah shout i was gonna say bridges. shout out jeff bridges he did for really sure. good in both movies you know for what he had like presented to him like he did really well especially in the 80s when this a movie like this you know, I feel like wasn't really thought about a lot. Right. So it so seems like, that, a, like a risky movie. Yeah. So the fact yeah, that they were yeah. able to execute it and Jeff Bridges was still able to keep his stardom, like pretty much 20 years, 40 years later or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really Even more cool. so because prior to that movie, the last movie he was in was Iron Man. Yes. Oh, wow. You know, and that was in 2008. And then this came out in 2010. So he was yeah. at the height again, like a, yeah. a new height. So it was just, it was genius. It was genius. Last tidbit. I could be tripping, but is the timeline off as far as like when, cause the movie came out in 82, but yeah. the first one, it doesn't specify what year it's in, but it kind of just talks about the eighties. But in 1989 in the second one, Sam's 12. So it's like, it did seem a little off. I was wondering about that. I was like, wait, is he seven when they're talking to him or right. is he 12? Like, but then it yeah. says his mom died in 1985. So it's like, okay. It's, yeah. It's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah. Time. It's weird. But, um, yeah. Oh, one more thing that I want to 
just kind of like a little joke that when they were on the train, uh, Sam and his dad were talking and uh, he was like, all right, I want to ask you questions now. How is it out there? And he's like, it's cool. We got Wi-Fi. We got mm. cell phones. He's like, Wi-Fi. What's, what's Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi. He's like interconnecting with interlinking, interlinking with technological devices. And he's like, huh. I thought of that in 82. I was like, shut your ass. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> think of that, you smart ass. No, you didn't think of none of that. <laughs> I thought that was so That was probably like the one thing that really made me laugh in the movie. Yeah. Because I was like, man, shut up. Just the way he said it, <laughs> thought of that in 85 and just left it at that. Uh, it's like, all right, fam. So you, you get it, you're a genius. You tell, yeah. yeah, it's like without you, like our <laughs> our world is just like we don't have as much technologically advanced. So we trash without you. We trash. Oh, you Tony Stark. Okay, all right, word. That's yeah. funny. But it was a good movie. I liked it. I enjoyed I, it too. We were able to talk about it. Plus, yeah. I um, I'm excited to do more remakes versus originals. So there's a lot. Yes. You know, I think you mentioned one earlier. Sincere Indiana Jones. That yes. one would be cool. There's that would be cool. Ones, so we probably have to just pick one and two well, oh yeah i mean the newest one and the oldest one right there's a lot of like steven spielberg ones that have originals and remakes that, mm-hmm. that we definitely have to watch the Jurassic uh the, Park. the it series compared to the new mm-hmm. movies yeah we'll do that that would be cool october we'll come around come halloween yeah i like that i like that so yeah you know we're going to be doing a lot more of these segments guys we really hope that you guys enjoyed this we enjoyed um the process and and the things that we had to talk about um and yeah there's going to be more to come we have a couple different segments as well that we'll be doing um so it won't always be original versus remake we we have a couple ideas that we've been working on and uh again this podcast is powered by productive culture definitely reach out to productive culture for any of your podcasting needs uh reach out to jmcam personally and uh figure out figure out what you guys can do and let them know that soundflick podcast sent you and um yeah you know i think that that's yeah. about it yeah that's it we're gonna play a song by the homie cam gnarly yeah, yeah. his new project 333 hertz or as he calls it 333 hz yes sir uh, this track is called bigger things yep and don't forget to go to productiveculture.com backslash podcast no stress no bitch don't trip don't slip because we focused on bigger things hey Got goals, got soul, gotta live by the code Cause we focused on bigger things, yeah No foes, no hoes, no slows, gotta grow Cause we focused on bigger things, yeah Yeah, we focused on bigger things, yeah Yeah, we focused on you, you, you the bigger picture, I can see beyond the frame now On my Mac shit, like the back of my name sound Can't make acting, this is really how it is now I ain't waiting, dog, I really gotta win now I don't even take time to put the pen down I stay in the mold, gotta keep the news round I stay ten toes, work and keep my head down Gotta keep the grass mold, haters on the hideout Four mold divas taking photos with his new doors Open with some clothes And I had tried to keep his butt Season teaches where we going, everybody can go. Oh no, uh, no stress, no bitch, don't trip, don't slip, cause we focused on bigger things. Hey, got goals, got soul, gotta live by the code, cause we focused on bigger things.